Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Century, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And of course, coming back after a loss, the Bulls did lose to the Boston Celtics, a game that they could have won and there were some mistakes made, but we're not going to break all that down. We're going to get into some things that came out from that game, including Zach Levine and how he feels about uh, where his where he is physically right now. And then also, Billy Donovan shares some optimism in regards to Lonzo Ball. We're going to get into all that, plus your voicemails right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So the first thing that we're going to talk about here is the the update kind of sort of in in, in regards from Billy Donovan um, to, uh, about Lonzo Ball. He said this. He is very, very optimistic right now regarding Lonzo Ball. He started running in water, but there's still no timeline for a return. Now, this makes sense. Again, for a player to be reevaluated in four to six weeks, I think last Wednesday would have made the four-week mark, so we're in between that four- and six-week mark period. Um, they're going to be trying to do some things with Lonzo, gearing up for that reevaluation. And once that reevaluation happens, that's when we're going to get a more firm timetable on Lonzo Ball's return. You guys ask a lot during live stream, what's going on with Lonzo? Has there been an update? Is he going to be back this season? As right now, I do expect Alonzo is going to be back this season. We'll know more around that four to six week time period. If we hear, if we don't hear a a, a more strong uh, deadline or a timeline of his return, if we hear more, a well, he'll be reevaluated again in a couple of weeks. That's when there's cause for concern on the season. So once we hit that four to six week time period, once they do that reevaluation, we hear the results of that reevaluation. It's going to be some cues in how they communicate that to us. That's going to tell us where they see Lonzo Ball being at this season. If they come out and say, hey. Uh, we read about Alonzo. Uh, we're, we're gearing towards a return in four weeks. All right, then we know that. It's it's all positive. They more so say, hey, we're going to do another reevaluation. That's when we need to start being kind of concerned there. So right now, it seems like uh, Billy Donovan, again, says he feels a lot better, uh, a lot freer than he did prior to the surgery. Obviously, he's a ways away from running and cutting and doing all those things, but there's optimism that this that this hopefully has helped him. So again, as we know, the return of Lonzo Ball is one of the biggest storylines of the Bulls uh, are, uh, right, right going on right now, outside of the P-Will stuff, things like that. And so Lonzo Ball's return really changes what this team looks like in a lot of different ways. Io's been doing amazingly, right? Let me shout out to Io. Io DeSumo stepping in as a starting point guard has been great. And he's still going to be the starting point guard even initially after Lonzo's return. But we all know the engine, the motor, the shooter, everything that Lonzo is for this team and how the team look different is going to be a ramp up. Being out of basketball for as long as he has, don't expect him to come out firing on all cylinders right away. But at the end of the day, it's good to get an optimistic uh, view on where uh, he is as far as there's back to being optimism around him. So let's move into the next one. After the game, Zach Levine was asked about his knee. And as you, a lot of you guys have pointed out, he's not really driving to the lane with the same force. He's not really dunking, things like that. And, you know, he has said it. He said that this, obviously, I'm not all the way back yet. I feel that. I'm not going to lie, but it's coming. I'm not scared or anything like that. It's seven games in. I feel fine. I think this, like, when it comes to Levine and his knee, um, you know, the, of course, you know, them saying there was no structural damage, things like that, that it's, it's, it bodes well for it not being anything long-term. 
But with all types of surgery, especially on the knee, even though he says that it, it's not that his, he's not trusting it, he's not scared or anything like that, it takes a while to trust your body again after a, after a knee injury. We've seen quarters of Zach Levine playing great. We know the shooting's there. We do need to see him going back to the mid-range, back to driving the lane, and we'll see that eventually over the course of the season. But it's good that he did address it. It's good that he did speak about it, that he didn't really shy away from it at all. So, you know, it's going to take time. And I know that sucks, especially for a player that we just spent $215, million on. It, it, it is concerning to see the way that he moves out there in certain areas. But at the end of the day, I do think it's going to come around. Uh, I think we're going to get Zach Levine back sooner rather than later. The full Zach Levine. He's shown some flashes. Allow him to go through this process. These le- next eight games for the Chicago Bulls are going to be difficult and tough. And we'll see how it all shakes out after that. But, you know, that's how I feel about it. Let me know how you guys feel about the two, two subjects down below. But let's go ahead and get into it. Let's get into the main part of today's episode on Saturdays and Sundays. It's all mailbag. So, we're going to get into this first voicemail. This one's from Alvin. What's up, Paige? This is Alvin. Um, I just want to point out a couple of things or, you know, uh, have my personal uh, beliefs on it. One, I think, you know, I don't think fans should be too concerned about how the Bulls are playing this early in the season because I personally think that, you know, the Bulls is holding back. And the reason I say that is because, you know, you look at last season and the narrative of, you know, the Bulls were so hot to uh, start off the season and then they went cold, you know, and then on top of, and, and on top of that, you know, Lonzo and Zach Levine was hurt. And not only that, you want to make sure that Caruso and Damar isn't going all out to the point to where, you know, they might get injured. So I, on that point, I think the Bulls are holding back until not not only until Lonzo gets back, but also when it's time to rev it up, like how teams did last last season, and they ended up going on a five six game winning streak, losing a game or two here and there. Uh, secondly, you, you was mentioning about the who to pick up in the free agency, and, you know, you you brought up some good names, but the two that stuck out more is Dwight Howard and Carmelo. I want to lean more towards Carmelo because even though the bench is good right now, I do think that Melo will add another depth into, you know, the scoring that we need, uh, similar to what you were saying. But I also want to lean towards the White Howard because that way we'll have three centers and one of them could go to the four if need be. Um, and Javante Green can, like, either go back to the two or the three, you know, like to cover, to back up Patrick Williams. That That's how I see it uh, personally. But uh, let me know what you think on those. And continue to do the good job uh, and get on the road to 10K. Go Red, see Red, go Bulls. You, you have a good day. All right, Alvin says Bulls fans shouldn't be too concerned, and I do agree with that. It's very early in the season. I will say this, that, but there, you, you should be able to evaluate and take a look. There, we're 10 games in, right? So when you look at it, we're basically eighth way through the season. At the end of the day, right, there are some things and signs that are concerning because they've reared their head in every game. Now, again, 
health has played a part. We haven't really had a fully healthy roster because even Zach Levine has has been banged up, and then we've been missing Drummond and Kobe White, and 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 lately we missed Io for a couple of games there as well. Like at the end of the day, is this, and this is the way I look at it. Ten games into the season is when you do you do start formalizing. Uh, formulating uh, how this team looks, right? You start getting, hey, this is this is the things that I notice that are good. This is things that I notice that are bad. These things that I notice that are horrible, and then you see how the team responds to that over time. Because this is uh, first ten games for them. Also, the coaching staff is going to look at things. They're going to reevaluate things. They're going to practice the different things to kind of solve other things going on with the roster um, and holes and things like that. So, yeah, don't get me wrong. There's the 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 the, the scoring droughts absolutely frustrate me. The slow starts, which it seems like the Bulls got in hand the last two games, but still the slow starts, still something that concerns me. The the three-point shooting that we're giving up on everywhere on three-point shooting, but the corner threes, which we're defending well this season, is definitely concerning. But this team, we're early enough in the season that this team can hopefully correct those things, and it's up to the coaching staff to coach to that. It's up to the coaching staff to coach to, to coach to that. And while, yes, there are a lot of Bulls fans that are concerned, and I call them the sky is falling Bulls fans, no matter what's going on, they're always going to look at something as what's not happening versus what is. And that's still a fair point to have. Whether you're glass half full, glass half empty, whatever it is, it's sports. We're going to do it. We're going to overanalyze. We're going to overlook. We're going to we're gonna do a lot of things when it comes to sports. But at the end of the day, when it, when it boils down to it, this Bulls team has fought and competed in just about every game they've been in, really except that Cleveland game. And while that, you know, it bodes well for the team, especially as they get fully healthy, especially as they get fully in gear and hopefully have every player available for every game. Um, with that being said, like, it's still signs, right? It's signs for good, signs for bad. And you kind of got to weigh the two. At the end of the day, are the Bulls holding back? I wouldn't necessarily say that. I do think that they do suffer in playing down the competition at times, which I've been vocal about, that that's a concerning thing to me, especially in a team that you hope or you want to make a playoff run. You can't play down the competition. And hopefully that uh, solves itself over the course. But there are very promising things from this team. Uh, the fact that we're doing so much with DeMar taking so many less shots than what he had um, at any point last season, right? He's he's four less shots for DeMar DeRozan, and we've still been in plenty of these games. The growth of Io DeSumo, Patrick Williams looking better. You know, I know some people take some issue with the Boston game, and we'll get into that. But at the end of the day, um, like this team has shown enough for me that, uh, listen, I, I still think this is a promising team. I still think that they they can separate themselves from the pack and the rest of the Eastern Conference, but they're going to have to fix some things. It's not like it's for it's not like it's a foregone conclusion. It's not like it's going to be easy. They have to look at themselves and figure out a way how are we going to play intense four quarters of basketball and not have these lapses that we have. If they find the answers to those questions, the season and the outlook is going to look much better for the Bulls as the season goes on. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Jamal. What's up, Hayes? It's your boy Jamal back again. Another voicemail for you. Let's get into it. All right, three minutes to get my little win out. Look, I understand that the loss against the Celtics was a tough loss. I'm still pissed off about it myself right now, and I'm heading it to work. So I get it. Um, but I think we as Bulls fans need to have an understanding of something. It's okay to criticize players for playing bad. It's okay to make criticisms on players, games, and things like that. I have no problem with that. They get paid millions of dollars. They should be able to take some criticisms. What I cannot take is this expectation of always trying to find someone to blame for every single loss that we take instead of understanding that this is a team sport. Every night, Zach Levine isn't going to be able to give you 35 points tonight. DeMar's not going to be able to give you 25 to 35 points, 40 points tonight. Booch is going to always give you that 20-20 double-double that you want. And every night, people isn't going to give us 16 points, Okay. As much as I would love to see that happen, it's probably not going to happen. I don't have a problem with people criticizing Key Will and everything like that, 
in this game against the South. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. He had some horrible turnovers. He uh, walked way too many times. He needs to get better at when he catches the ball, how to go strong and everything like that, not overthink things. But I don't think that this game was the worst game people have had this season. He still had aggressive moments. I think that the foul trouble that he got into, as well as all the turnovers, kind of took him out of the game, especially in the second half. And he definitely has to work on that. But this whole notion of saying we need to blame this all on P-Wheel just kind of becomes dumb to me. And the only reason why I say that is because we see that with every other game that we end up losing. And it's not just P-Wheel. When Booch has a bad game and we lose, it's automatically Booch's fault and we need to trade Booch right away. When Zach has a bad game and we lose, it's automatically Zach didn't deserve a $250 million contract. I don't see that as much as with DeMar DeRozan, but there are a lot of people who blame DeMar DeRozan for losses as well whenever we lose as well with his criticisms. Again, I don't have a problem with criticizing players or the team and things like that, but this whole notion of just the second that one player doesn't play up to the incredible standards that you have for them, the the ridiculous expectations that you have when they have an off night, you want to trade them and get rid of them, sounds dumb to me because there were a lot of nights, uh, a lot of times where that player might have had a bad offensive night, but could have played well defensively or done other things to help the team win. And just, you know, sometimes it doesn't go their way. So that's just my thoughts. Let me know what you think. Go Bulls, peace. And Jamal brings up a great point. We do, as a fan base, right? I'm not saying every one of us specifically, 
try to look and pinpoint losses on certain players. And P. Will became the goat in that one, the scapegoat in that one. Yes, he missed that, that, that what could have been a game tying, I think, three at that point. That could have been completely changed the, the momentum. Yes, he had the, the traveling calls, the, the multitude of them that were just mind-boggling, and we need to, he needs to get that figured out, especially if you're going to be a player now that's trusted to do things more. But what I will say to this as well, he took the shot. P. Will, last season, earlier this season, wouldn't have even taken that shot. And hopefully him missing it drives him to do better and doesn't get him back in his head to where he's now playing or thinking too much out there. It happens. The traveling calls. That's something that is concerning and he needs to get that together. But but Patrick Williams played solid defense all night. And for the box score watchers, they're going to look at, at Jason Tatum's output and, and just say, oh, well, really? Yes. Jason Tatum called for a switch almost every time. He did not want P. Will guarding him. And when you shoot eight for 23, that's a sign of pretty good defense. Now, the foul calls. You can blame that on the ref. You can blame it on position. You can blame it on player, whatever it is. Again, another sign for concern. But this loss wasn't just on P. Will as much as some people are going to try to blame it all on that. There was a combination of things. The amount of points given up in the paint. The lack of guarding Malcolm Brogdon, who just got to cooking the Bulls down the stretch of that game. That Those type of things definitely play a part as well. We can't just blame it all on P. Will, but we can also call in need for P. Will to fix the things that he's doing. Those traveling things need to be fixed now. That's not something that we need to see improvement on that Saturday I'm sorry Sunday against Toronto we need to see improvement on that right away that's a mind thing that that just can't happen at this level of basketball so hopefully we see improvements from him in those areas right away but again P. Will has come along in the last five six games big time uh, considering where he was at one point that development is going to take time and what, what I'll say is this as many Bulls fans now are clamoring for uh, Gafford clamoring for Laurie Market and, and all this and even Wendell it should be a sign why you don't give up on players while they're that young it's funny how many people can take the mindset of oh we should have held on to Laurie look at how he developed but then it's like when it's P. Will oh let's trade him this guy isn't developed where we want to who's a fourth overall pick at the end of the day every player develops differently and as you see with, with players just from this team that left this organization and then went on to develop, that's why you don't give up on players, especially if you draft with a mindset. It was different when those guard packs, uh, and they just drafted, drafted, drafted with no plan in place. It was just, let's draft and hopefully a talent's going to stick. AK and Eversley have drafted with a mindset, with a goal, with seeing how, which a foresight of how things are going to fit together. Allow Patrick Williams to develop. And guess what? All Bulls fans, you're going to be bitching and moaning about wanting uh, Patrick Williams to be traded for a long time because he's going to get a second contract here. And AK and Eversley are going to continue to believe in his development as they should. It takes time for certain players. And we'll see if that time ends up paying off when it comes to Patrick Williams. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Reginald. Yo, what up, Hayes? This is uh, Reginald from Columbus. Uh, I'm just listening to all this noise coming out of Brooklyn, and they're talking about they need to, well, commentators talking about they need to trade KD again. And it brought me back to what I was thinking about uh, this last offseason. And I was thinking, like, what if they traded DeMar and Patrick Williams and Kobe Wright and a couple of firsts? And then I I had to second-guess myself because, like, why would we trade for KD when you got a leader in, a, in DeMar? Why would you trade your young players and hurt your debt on a guy who is and probably will never be a leader? So, um I just already know that there's going to be a lot of noise about trying to go after KD. And can you just uh, go ahead and do me a favor and shut it down right quick? You know, I'm good, I'm good with the team we got. We could use a power for, you know, come off the bench, you know, for the rebounding and shot blocking. But other than that, we're good. Uh, thanks for hearing me out. All right, Reginald. Listen, no, we should not go after it. Here's what I'll say. There is something to be said about adding a talent like Kevin, Kevin Durant to your team. And I know a lot of Bulls fans, if 
Brooklyn does go on market with, but we just don't have the assets to compete. And even if they were to say, "Hey, yeah, we'll take we'll take um, Demar, we'll take P, we'll take P. Will, and we'll take your Portland pick." Make salaries work every other way, throwing Kobe, whatever else. At that point, you're giving up so much. I just, I would love to have a superstar talent in Kevin Durant on this team, but I just don't know if the Bulls front office is going to give up the assets needed because adding Kevin Durant to your team, do you feel that makes you an instant championship contender? Let's say at that point, the core is what? Let's say you keep Io. Let's say you keep Lonzo. Let's say you keep Zach, KD. Your P. Will's gone at that point. Let's say Vooch is probably, if you can hold on to Vooch, that's still that's a team that has still a lot of holes you got to do some things with. So they're, they're going to be Bulls fans, absolutely, but it's not going to happen. Like I said, outside of the fit on the basketball court and making the deal work, the Bulls just don't have the assets that other teams are going to be willing to give up if Kevin Durant is made available. So while the whole Brooklyn madness and that whole shit is just falling apart, and I love to see it, um, it's not really going to be something that I think the Bulls get into the sweepstakes of Kevin Durant. I said that this summer, um, and I say that again, and I maintain that. Let me know what you guys think on that one down below. All right, let's move to the last voicemail for today. This one's from Shay. Hey, what's up, Hayes? You know, this is Shay. I'm starting to think less is definitely more with AK. And I think that's the mentality he's going with. You know, a lot of people were upset that we didn't get a lot of good name free agencies, free agents, but I feel like we're prospering without well, now. We did get two people. Warren Gregor, who's been a hero for us in a lot of these games, and Andre Drummond, who's... Definitely helped out with the rebounding and made us like top five rebounding in the league. You know, after seeing those two moves and seeing this Dale and Terry draft pick, I'm starting to think AK, and I'm starting to go with this analogy too. Leslie is definitely more. You see all these other teams like the New York Knicks who made these big moves and like the Lakers who made all these other big moves. It's not even working out for them as they thought it would as they thought it would in a lot of these teams. And you see the Utah Jazz doing that thing. Now, sometimes doing nothing is doing something. Anyway, tell me what you think. And, you know, this is what I kind of got into uh, in the last voicemail, is that we have a front office that's drafting, that's moving with a purpose. We don't always see the the vision, um, but they do have a vision for how they want this team to look, how they want this team to play, the type of uh, personnel they want on this on this team. They have their mindset on all of that. And and they're going to continue to move through their plan. One thing that we're seeing with AK and Eversley is that, yeah, if they, they they look at the fit more than the name. And bull, and fans in general of sports, they look at the names, right? The, the, the front office had the foresight to say, hey, adding Andre Drummond at only $3 million a year is going to be so impactful for the team off the bench that, yeah, we could have went after Mo Bamba. Yeah, we could have went after Isaiah Hartenstein. Yeah, we could have went after those names that are still – Mo Bamba's having a bad season, but Isaiah Hardenstein is having a really good season. But you you look at that and say, hey, instead of just going after and spending all our money on that one player, we've now split that up over bringing in him and Drogic, who, as you can see, it worked out. That's why sometimes you have to believe in the front office. You have to, while, don't, don't, and that's not to say, hey, I'm not, I said it, right? I don't understand this. I would have rattled the Bulls went after a big name. I was more surprised that they didn't. But you see, you could see where the fit went, and the fit is working. We just need to get everybody healthy. But that's why sometimes it's the sum of the parts rather than the names. And as fans of sports, we are more gravitated towards the names. That's oh, that's and that's not something bad. That's going to be everybody, whether they admit to it or not. You're more gravitated towards the names. But sometimes it's just as simple as the fit. What does that fit bring you that a name may not have? 
And so that's what the Bulls bet on. And so, so far, it's been working, I would say. I like the, the bench. We need to see some more uh, better play from the starting lineup. But yeah, AK and Eversley have a vision for this team. And I, for one, have enjoyed the vision and seeing it come to fruition so far. We just it, it still needs to hit another level. We need to have one of these players, these young players, develop into their optimal version for this all to really kind of work the way AK and Eversley see. But we still got time. We're not done adding to this team. We're not cash-strapped to the point to where we still aren't going to be able to add to this team every single offseason. But I understand that at some point, you can only get so far on the hope, and we need to start seeing that come to fruition, hopefully, this season with a second-round um, visit for the Chicago Bulls in the playoffs. And so we'll see how that develops over time. I, for one, have loved what AK and Eversley have done overall. I do see there have been some things that I haven't agreed with and you know some things that haven't worked out. But at the end of the day, I do like the direction that the team is going, and I do see where they took us from just two and a half years ago to now has been huge, and it's been a drastic change in the way that the Chicago Bulls play, they compete, and the view of the Bulls in the NBA as well, and that's really all you can hope for at this time. It was never going to be we go from, from nothing to contender in two or three years. It was always going to take time, and hopefully Bulls fans realize that, and by the time we reach that goal, they understand what the plan was here. But that is it for me for today. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, you can leave a text and our voicemail. The number to do so is 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end everything on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. And see red. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.